I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory, and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi guys, thank you for tuning in for today's very, was going to be a very powerful, insightful conversation with my very special guest who I think the world of, I have so much respect for him. You guys are going to be very empowered and possibly challenged a little bit, but that's a good thing. And uh, you you will hear the Lord's heart behind everything that um, my special guest today shares. He is along with his beautiful wife, the co-founder of Legacy Ministries International. He is an internationally known, loved and respected prophetic voice and is very passionate about seeing the prophetic movement rising up in a very healthy expression, really connected to the Lord's heart, speaking words of empowering truth. So it is my joy. I'm very excited to welcome into the conversation with me today, the one and only Simon Breaker. Simon, welcome. It's good to be here, Liz. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's an honor to be online with you. Oh my gosh, I'm excited to hear what's going to come out of your mouth today. It's always like <laughs> it's always like shift. Okay, life was like that before I spoke to Simon. <laughs> now here we go. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. Simon, I wanted to dive off like right from the get-go. There is a powerful prophetic perspective that the Lord has given you, a uh, revelation that He's given you that you've started to release recently that is um it's probably going to be some challenging for some people, but it's also very empowering and equipping, I think, what you can bring to us through it. So can we start there? Will you just will you just unpack for us some of what the Lord's been showing you? Yeah. So there's been a there's been a couple of things that have been um percolating, if I can use those words. Mm, one, good of word. them is, one of them has been um the Lord actually spoke to me about the fact that we are currently in a 10-year process. Mm. And I think it's really important that we understand that the dynamics of the sons of Issachar, that most prophets, I would hope all prophets know the text where it says understanding times and seasons. It doesn't say you get to decide the times and seasons, but you get to understand the times and seasons. And as such, we're in this time where the, what the Lord actually said to me is you're in a 10 year process and you are three years in. So we're currently in the third year. And then he said to me, the next seven years will be personified by shaking. I didn't really want this word, to be honest. What I wanted was the next seven years will be on the beach, in the sun, relaxing, enjoying the goodness of God. <laughs> what he actually said is it's going to be seven years of economic shaking, mm. financial shaking, um, national shaking, shakings of leadership. I saw um, a chessboard and I saw pawns becoming kings and kings becoming pawns and the lord said there's a reordering happening in the leadership of the of the earth not just on a national level but also on a church level ministry level political level certainly in the uk we've seen that more times than any of us would probably have liked yeah. and then within the midst of it he said to me this he said i want my people to understand how to be those who stand as a rock in the midst of the storm and I think one of the challenges that we can have um, within prophecy is at times prophecy 
if I can say this humbly, prophecy sometimes not prof is not prophecy. Sometimes what it is is response to what's going on in people's souls. And and mm. and what's spoken forth is answers God's not giving in the sense of this is how you're going to get out of this. I mean, we saw this with COVID and, and, and it's going to be done next week when in actual fact, there's a need for us to understand that we need to cooperate with the with the season we're in. I'm not necessarily suggesting God is sending the storm, but he certainly isn't stopping it either. And it requires a different posturing from us. Uh, somebody in a in a um in a sprint positions themselves differently to somebody in a marathon and understanding mm. that we, I am absolutely convinced that we have actually got at least seven years that we need to posture ourselves for. And what that means is, is we need to live in that way. We need to lead a certain way. We need to put certain port tools into put into the people we lead the profits we raise up so that there's a correct expectation and we maintain spiritual stamina and don't end up with people burning out because of the fact we've given them an incorrect expectation, which produces hope deferred, which of course ultimately makes the heart sick. Okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> right. Next question. How do we position ourselves to become an immovable rock in the midst of the turbulence that we're now engaged into in this season so that we can be victorious and and be influential and, like you say, not burn out because we're steady, because we have divine perspective? Can you give us some keys? I think there's several things in in response to that. I think one of them is we've got to uproot the orphan mentality that many believers have in the sense of the fact, what I mean by that statement is when Jesus said, um, you'll receive another counselor who will be with you always. We need to see the body of Christ and we need to see individual believers, worship leaders, particularly to come to the revelation of the abiding presence of God yeah. and not this kind of he's going to arrive sometime now we've got the manifest presence of god obviously but we've also got the abiding presence of god and i i've just noticed over the last year really it's like the lord's been highlighting how much language there is about god's absence hmm. meaning won't you come would you come closer? I know that he does come. I mean, we get the uh, out of Isaiah 6, God, the ever arriving one. So we know that there's more of God to arrive. But let's start from the perspective of God is with me. Mm. And let's start. I mean, I, I found my language changing significantly in the sense of the fact of I'm not looking for breakthrough anymore. Yeah. But I'm yeah. living from it. Yeah. And, yeah. How, um, and, and not Lord are you moving to Lord? How are you moving? Not Lord. Are you speaking to how are you speaking? Not am I seeing, but what am I seeing? So that it, it sounds like you're playing with words, but the way we speak creates the world we live in our expectation. And I believe we need a body of believers who understand how to be firmostats and not, um, not, thermometers where it's like oh what's the worship going to be like today or what's my life going to be like today and it's governed by external forces so we need to begin to raise up believers who know how to live from the inside out and when jesus said there's a river that will flow from your belly that wouldn't be able to happen if the river wasn't pleasant present 
And we need to get to that. The term I'm starting to use a lot is the nowness of God. Yeah. In the sense of the fact that I, I I live from that nowness. We just had just come back from Dallas, walking through the hotel reception. Lady stopped me on the way out, said, hey, I love your live streams. And in the foyer, in the hotel, the presence of God fell on her there. And guess what? We didn't need a worship team. <laughs> right. and, the, and the reception the, the the waitress in the restaurant who burst into tears off the back of a prophetic word that we ministered in the restaurant we didn't need a worship team there either and that doesn't mean we worship team's not good but we need to break out of these limitations where we say god is here and not there and we need to begin to live in the place of the abiding presence of God, which attracts the visitational presence of God. Yeah. I don't believe it's one or the other, but it's both combined together. So that for me is one of the major keys right now. Yeah, that's huge, Simon. It's huge because you're actually you're actually speaking about moving forward from living from the union constantly. There you go. In, in divine consciousness constantly, which actually means we're moving forward, implementing the victory, aware of the Amen. presence of the king all the time, right? So you're constantly positioned for encounter because you're yep. just retuning in and retuning in and retuning in again yep. to his, like you said, his abiding, his abiding presence all the time. Yeah, we we're we're being set free, aren't we, from formulaic thinking, process thinking, you know, to actually constantly living in him, living and moving and having our being, which is already reality. We're just becoming aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. powerful. So powerful. Okay. So what when you are teaching, obviously what you've just shared is a profound, profound key. But when you're teaching prophetic communities to move and church, you know, church communities to move in the ministry of the Holy Spirit, to move as supernatural people, to be healthy prophets. Give us some more keys. What does that look like? What does it look like to be a healthy prophet right now? Okay, so um, if I can put it in these terms, it sounds like it's not connected, but it really is. We we came out of um, uh, San Francisco Airport, actually on our way to Reading, and uh, we're coming out in the hire car, and um, the car didn't find the GPS. And we got several um, people behind us who would really, really wanted us to move. So we did. And we just went right. And Englishmen in America, we just sort of said, we'll just go straight and it'll find the satellite eventually. It didn't. And we ended up in central San Francisco. And, um, and we ended up driving around in circles until finally we said, well, let's just go straight. Again, and it, I mean, it's a good job <laughs> so we got British. We were about as prophetic as an old sock at this moment, really. <laughs> and by sheer fluke, there was no revelation in it whatsoever. We managed to get the right direction and we got out. And, and the point of it is this, is that if your GPS, your spiritual GPS is not locked in in the right place, you cannot navigate to where you need to be. And this, if I can use the terms, I, I keep fish. There are fish everywhere in our house. And um, and one of the things I've learned is you don't keep fish, you keep water. If the water's good, the fish thrive. If the water's bad, they don't. Fish just do what fish do if the environment the fish are living in is healthy. And, and the challenge I believe we need to address when we're raising up not just profits, but anybody for that matter, is, is, is this statement that we believe what we believe because we believe what we believe is true, which is absolutely fine as long as it is. But if you believe something that's false, 
that belief system becomes a prison rather than a launch pad. So I've found myself constantly pulling people back to really basic fundamental foundations about when it says my sheep hear my voice, what is, what's that word voice? And it's deeper than just hello. There's more there. When it when you hear somebody say, I want my gift to grow, of course, that's biblically impossible. When you say, I want my gift to be sharpened, that's biblically impossible because both the gift is 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 a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. So to say you're going to sharpen the gift is to suggest the Holy Spirit's blunt, which is clearly <laughs> nonsense. And to say I'm going to grow my gift is also nonsense because the gift is a manifestation of the Spirit. The Spirit doesn't grow. What is it that grows? It's me that grows. What is it that sharpens? It's my understanding that sharpens. It's my revelation that deepens. And we've seen such radical shifts in people's lives. When you come to them and say, I'll, I'll stand in a congregation say, okay, put your hand up if you want your gift to grow. And of course, pretty much everybody does it. Put your hand up if you want your gift to be sharpened. Everybody does it. And they just say, well, neither of those things are possible. And the problem is this, is if we are trying to achieve, I mean, how do I sharpen the Holy Spirit? Do I like get him on a stone and like rub him? I mean, what do you do? And how do you know when he is sharp? The truth of it is, is neither of those things happen. What actually happens is my interface with the Holy Spirit, my revelation deepens and strengthens. And as a result, as I begin to step out in confidence in his leading, then I grow, not him. And this has been so massive, honestly. And the, the other thing that's in there as well, I've referred to it, is John when uh, when Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, that word, their voice, is the word we get the word phone from. It literally means language. Well, oh, that wow. changes totally what's being said there, because voice, the problem is, is you get, I mean, you, I'm sure you have this, Liz. I don't hear God. God doesn't speak to me. He says, well, first of all, change your language to how do I hear God and how does God speak to me? Because other, you're either saying that you know better than God's word, which is pretty arrogant, or you might be looking in the wrong place. And probably to one of the most, it, mean, it literally means, the word literally means language, which is bigger than voice. Voice is included, but my goodness, you can let somebody know you're happy with them without saying a word. Yeah. You yeah. can let somebody know that you're confident by the way you dress. What I'm trying to say is, is there's much more to God's communication than verbal communication. There's, yeah. It's deeper and it's wider. Great testimony. It was on my way out of the Anglican church I was working with. One a dear lady stops me at the door and she says, I wish I heard God like you. And the Lord said to me, he says, ask her if she turns up at church all the time with a, uh, with a, a desire that she just feel compelled that she's got to give somebody a gift. Ask her if she does that. And I said to her, do you turn up at church all the time with gifts? And she goes, I do do that all the time. I said, do you find that when you give those gifts, a person responds because I so needed that today? And she says, I do. I says, and do you send texts out the blue and it's just catches the person at the right moment? And she goes, yes. And the Lord says, the way that I speak to her is through acts of kindness. And I wow. turned to her and I said to her, I said, so the primary way that God manifests his voice to you is through acts of kindness. This dear lady, she breaks down in tears, sobbing, and she goes, God's been speaking to me all my life, and I didn't realize it was him. 
and and the joy of my life of my ministry is simply sit, being able to sit with people and go there he is wow there he Simon. is and and it's not like prophets I mean, obviously, we activate people. That's part of our core. But do you know what? We also help people recognize what God is already doing. Yeah. Help people see the activity of God. And I just love the fact that there is no location I have ever been in where God's not moving. I've been in locations like you have that have been literally (laughs) full of witches, literally full of them and yes. and God's just broke out anyway because somebody put an advertisement and a paper saying come and experience the spirit but they didn't describe they didn't define which one so the wrong <laughs> the wrong people turned up and we had this outbreak of the presence of God and miracles happened and it wasn't the wasn't the orthodox place you'd expect you know there weren't three fast songs two slow songs some smoke machines it was not that it was totally you could sort of put the list and go none of the boxes are ticked <laughs> and god just seems to like to do that doesn't he he and so that, does that, that that's been my delight that's what i do and and um yeah. i think those are such keys so that dynamic yeah. i feel like i've rambled a little bit but that dynamic of having your gps locked in the right place and probably the last thing I'd say is this congregations again, just say to them, put your hand up. If you're prophetic, maybe five, six people put their hand up and you say, put your hand up. If you're born again, then everybody puts their hand up. Say, put your hand up. If that means you've got the Holy spirit, they put their hand up. Say, put your hand up. If that Holy spirit is prophetic. And then you just see the light go on in everybody's <laughs> head. Ooh. Really? And then everybody, so, so right now, something has just transformed in your life that you've no longer got this perspective of there's the prophetic people and there's me. But now the question is, how am I prophetic? Wow. I love that, Simon. Such a big shift. Massive yeah, shift. Massive shift. And right now as well, I mean, just for people to get that key to start, guys, do this, you know, just start to look at your life again and and begin to pay attention, ask Holy Spirit to show you the language Come in on. which he's speaking to you. Wow, Simon, right, as part of us being able to be anchored as rocks, immovable in the midst of the shaking and the economic shaking, financial shaking, all that's happening, like yep. you said. So we come out of these next seven years, well, we live through them as light in the darkness, right? We're abiding there with Jesus, all of our needs met through his riches and glories. We're increasingly experiencing him and we're going deeper in our relationship with him because we're now hearing the language he's speaking to us. That's profound. (laughs) Yeah. Because, yeah, people think that we we only hear God, a lot of, I'm generalizing obviously, but many of us do that. We think we can only hear God through an audible voice or, you know, in one particular way. But like you just said with that that beautiful lady, you know, that was that unlocked her the wealth of her relationship with Jesus, I'm sure, because now she could see the Lord's been speaking to her for years. Yeah. And you it's know? that situation, isn't it, that the moment I mean, we never want to get locked into a particular method, but the moment right. that you catch oh, this is how God flows. Now what begins to happen is what was almost happening previously by accident, now your attention has been sharpened. I mean, it's in Hebrews, isn't it, where it says we we, we, we become mature by reason of use, that we, we grow and sharpen by becoming aware. Go, oh, okay, so that's how you work through me. And it's not that I want to put God in a box and say that's the only way you work through me. But but being aware of the fact that you ha- we do have strengths, we do have defaults, 
and uh, it's so key it really is yeah there was something else you said simon that i just thought i wanted to just explore that a little bit more with you because it's really important and we we obviously get thousands of communications in in different ways to the ministry as you guys do so we're hearing from you guys all the time and it's really important we really appreciate the communication because it helps us understand right simon what's going on in the body so we can serve you better you know and communicate in a way that you can hear but something that you touched on simon then where you said the lord is dealing with the orphan the orphan state of heart in us as the body right now and in the midst of all of this and we're going to be set free delivered Yep. from this state, I believe, and really begin to understand new identity, our new identity is a new creation, sonship, you know, and being able to understand the authority that we we are privileged to steward now from our relationship with Jesus because we carry the king, right? So yep. that, that's part of the awakening that's happening. We're coming out from being tangled up in low self-esteem and low self-worth and false definitions of who others have told us we are and how we've responded in life to our circumstances and so on and so on, to being steady, like you said, an immovable rock. So whatever's going on on the outside is not defining our reality internally. There you go. But who we are on the inside is now affecting reality on the outside. Massive, massive shift, I believe, like you do, is underway right now. So can can you just speak into that a little bit more? It's like this process. How do we do that? Like for, for those of us that know, okay, my heart's in a bit of a state right now. How do we how do we go there? How do we go from orphan to sonship? That's a great question. Um, I think I know it's a huge question. It is. A, it I, is a huge but, question, but I. But it's a good. It's a good and essential question because I, I. I believe that. Um, let, let's start the opposite way. Okay. The absence of it. When there's an orphan spirit, there's a poverty spirit there. I think yeah. Saul is probably the personification of this. It's it's amazing that when God, when when Samuel, um, to, when the sorry, when the scripture talks about Saul, it says he was of a great family. He was head head and shoulders above everybody else. That his father was rich. He had a rich family. But then when Samuel speaks to Saul, Saul's response is, why are you speaking to me like this? I'm of the least family. I'm of this. I'm of that. I'm of the other. His perspective of himself was entirely inaccurate in relation to his birth. And I believe one of the things that God really is after is, is he's wanting to do it. You see, the thing is, there's an absence of decree because there's an absence of sonship. And when there's an absence of decree, that vacuum that that absence of decree leaves gives the enemy opportunity to function in a way that he shouldn't be legally allowed to function in. But because the sons of God are living as orphaned slaves, they don't then function as 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 um, as 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 priests and kings. They don't govern. They don't rule, and therefore they live subject to their environment rather because kings rule. And right. Jesus is called the King of Kings. And you can't rule as a king if you're living as a slave. And we need this shift. So part of this dynamic is understanding the fact that, that the king occupies a palace. He occupies a temple. And we're told we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And and that revelation, I mean, I think I've referred to earlier, simply getting people to the place of saying, where is God now? Yeah. I mean, does he suddenly arrive? Yeah. Even when people are ministering to one another, you sometimes get this dependent on the size of the need that they're praying for directly relates to how loud they pray in tongues. 
And it's like, it's not that I don't believe in praying in tongues, but sometimes that noise is more to do with the lack of conviction that God is present than it is to do with gaining spiritual breakthrough in that moment and, and coming to that plate, that revelation of the king is in me. Yeah. And because yeah. the king is in me, anything is possible. Yeah. Not anything is possible as long as there aren't any principalities and powers, witches, wizards, warlocks, and all the other isms. But not all things are possible. In fact, God likes to show off in in, in hostile environments. Mm -hmm. I believe the reason why we've not seen the fullness of what God's capable of is because we've not gone where God wants to manifest. But orphans don't go where kings go, do they? No. They hide. And the militancy of the kingdom isn't present when you're living in a defensive posture, which is basically what an orphan spirit is. An orphan spirit functions from a place of lack. An orphan spirit functions from a place of absence, functions from a place of, of isolation. And there's a big difference between isolation and drawing aside with God. And I think we have got to address this language. And the, the last thing to say is, is we need to reflect it in what we sing. And I some think sometimes what we sing is more reflective of what we are currently experiencing than opposed to what is actual truth. One hymn writer said believers get 80% of what they believe from what they sing. Lord help us. <laughs> Lord help us. I mean, because sometimes what we sing is just like, well, that's not true. I sometimes find myself just rearranging the words because of the fact that they're not reflective of truth. And we need to speak forth truth and sing ourselves into the place of sonship, if I can use that language. Um, I don't know whether mm. I answered your question there, but that's... Yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Profound, Simon. I mean, <laughs> profound, like soundbite after soundbite of just nuggets of wisdom. And I love it because when you're speaking, you're such a straight talker in the spirit, you know, but yeah. but you live it. You live it. So there's impartation coming off of you when you speak it. You don't just intellectually understand these principles of scripture. You've tasted and seen that the Lord yeah, is good amen. and you've stepped into the word, right? In the midst of trials and challenges, as we all do, like you said, you know, it, it is, it's in those those environments that are that adverse, that are challenging, that suddenly the Lord shows off in the midst of us. I know when I've yep. had lots of cuddly attention when you prayed for me, which has been a massive blessing. <laughs> I've been leaving pathetic messages for Simon on his answer phone, like, on his phone. Like, um, I'm needing a bit of assistance. I'm getting some warfare right now. But yeah, we need each other, right? But yeah, it's uh, we really do. But yeah, so but it's in those moments where the warfare is intense and the situation seems impossible that he rises strong on our behalf Come and on. proves himself faithful and our Come testimony on. increases right and then we share that and that's a witness to other people in the world that Amen. we give hope to hope to each other so oh my gosh simon profound 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 and yes let's sing ourselves into sonship that's amazing let's start a movement let's sing ourselves <laughs> into Amen. sonship that's Amen. brilliant it's the truth that sets us free right isn't it and it's the truth that we know that we is the person of jesus inside of us releasing that revelation light into our hearts and transforming us is just ugh, the privileged walk we have now. Amen. Simon, I could talk to you for like three days straight. So amazing. <laughs> it's literally a love it. There's so many areas I want to go off into now, but can I just ask you in finishing, would you pray whatever's in your powerful spirit? Would you pray for people? Yeah. Lord, you are here mm. and you are with every one of us. 
I thank you for your nearness and your nowness for every person listening, watching to this podcast. I pray right now that we would become aware at a deeper level of how you're with us, Lord. I pray that we would live from presence, live from blessing, and move from glory to glory. We thank you for the weight of your glory resting upon us. May we be aware of the weightiness of your presence in a different way from today, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We agree. We agree. Oh, my gosh, Simon. Thank you so much. Thank you my so pleasure. much for giving us your time. It's always amazing being with you. And guys, you. thank you too for tuning in. I know you will have been empowered, challenged, transformed. Listen to this over and over. Get these truths in your spirit so that you can take your position as a steady rock in this hour, no matter what, what's going on in your personal world, or in the world, in the country that you're living in right now, whatever is going on, no matter how challenging, the reality is that Christ is in you. You are a carrier of God and his strength is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. He is creator and he is within you and he's for you and he's not going anywhere. There is no power in the universe um, able to override God's decision yeah. to indwell you. And that is that. So yeah, no, so like Simon Amen. said, there's nothing impossible for you, nothing impossible for those of us that who believe in Jesus and who walk with him. So have the most amazing, amazing week going. Every I just agree in finishing every remaining trace of your heart that's under the influence of an orphan spirit that you would know freedom today and you would understand who you are, whose you are, and you'd be saturated in the love of God. I look forward to being with you again next week and to hearing your testimonies from today's show. Love you guys. Bye for now. Hi, if you really enjoyed today's show and you want to go deeper with Jesus and experience his love and his presence more than you ever have, then I have a present for you, a free gift. If you want to jump over to experiencinggodslove.com and just click on and sign up, then you will receive one of my teaching videos that I have created especially for you that will not only give you a few keys just very, very quickly that you can uh, utilize in your daily walk with the Lord, um, but also I'm going to take you there as well. So it's an activation. So yeah, so jump over to experiencinggodslove.com and you are going to be so blessed. Mm -hmm.